You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh, yes, we do. Saturday, November 12, 2011. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Cigar Authority broadcasting from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. With me, Mr. Jonathan. Putting the F.U. in fun right oh, here on the Cigar keep that Authority. Up. <laughs> Chuck Morrison. <laughs> and my name is David Garofalo. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, a weekly show about cigar smoking. Guys hanging out in cigar stores and uh, enjoying the good life. And that's what we try to do here on the Cigar Authority. Uh, we've been doing since 1992. We've been calling a cigar the cigar of the year. And this year, um, it is the contenders for the cigar of the year. Today, we're going to announce who the contenders are. Much like the what? The um, Emmys. The Emmys or whatever. The SB Awards. The, the, the Tony Awards. That they announce what? The. Uh, People that are up for the yeah. up for the thing, so that's just what the contenders the are. These are the nominees. These are the nominees or the contenders, what we call them, the contenders for the cigar of the year, the best of the best of this year, of the stuff that came out of the what people are, are smoking, what people are talking about. These I are could the have been a contender. That's right, and maybe you are a contender if you're one of the manufacturers listening. We have seven contenders this year for the cigar of the year. Only one will win. And the winner will be announced on Super Bowl Sunday, as it is every year. Well, why don't we talk about the contenders for the radio stations that we broadcast live on. Okay. Which we're not live right now. We're recorded. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We are video streaming on Ustream.tv, podcasted on Podbean.com, and, of course, you can find us on iTunes. And as of late, as a result of my big mouth on the show, uh, being broadcasted every single Sunday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are broadcasting on The Cigar Station at The Cigar Station. Dot com And as always, on demand for your podcasting or broadcasting or video or audio pleasure, always, every day, thecigarauthority.com. Check it out on thecigarauthority.com. Now, you mentioned thecigarstation.com. Very excited to be part of their group. Um, we are on, rebroadcasted from 11 in the afternoon on Sunday 
till 1 in the afternoon, not afternoon, really, 11 a.m. Yeah, late, late morning to early afternoon. Because this is broadcasted in cigar shops everywhere across the country. Correct. We're also on at 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on a Sunday night to Monday morning. Probably the best time to just kick back and relax. But who is in a cigar store Sunday night at 11 p.m. to 1 a.m.? I would say next to nobody, Well, right? in California, though, that would be 8 p.m. to... Doesn't it work the other way? The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. Oh, no, no, no. yeah. Okay, so... Oh, all right. So, be so, so, so our West Coast fans can listen. Rudy would be listening, for example. Well, Rudy's in Canada. Rudy's in Canada. Yeah, but he's in Vancouver. That's the same time zone. Really? Yes. Van- like- Absolutely. Three hours behind us. So if it's 11 p.m. out here, east coast, oh. it's 8 p.m. out there. See, in my mind, Rudy was just like a couple hours north of Maine. So it would be on the same time. <laughs> Sorry, Rudy. No, he's out. He's out <laughs> way on the left coast. So when we're regularly on at 12 noon, it's 9 a.m. there. You got it. When we used to be on at 10 o'clock. 7 a.m. 7 wow. a.m. He used to get up at probably 6 in the morning and listen to our show. Make his coffee, get his cigars ready. Oh, my God. Yeah. Talk about that, a dedicated fan. Totally. He's like the number one fan. He's my yeah. number one fan. And we have him on. I'll never forget this. We have him on for the contest. And you ask him all these American <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know who was going to. I had the, the questions ready. <laughs> Our best listener. And I mean, like, throw him the- American history <laughs> questions. Yeah. Sorry, Rudy. Sorry. All right. So uh, that's the Cigar Station, which, uh, hey, that, that's, uh, it's awesome to be part of it. And uh, hopefully we're building more fans out there everywhere. Um, when we're not on the Cigar Station during those regular hours, if you want to listen to old shows, Almost every old show we've ever done, yeah, is on maybe the, three, yeah, is on the cigarauthority.com, the podcast or the video streaming cast or whatever you want to call that, the old show. And I'll tell you, I listen to some of those old ones, and not that the way we're good now because we still stink, yeah. <laughs> but wow, we were really. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. You know, it was very ner. I was nervous, right? Yep. We'd, have, we'd need so much prep work to do, and then one little thing, a guy walks in with a parrot on his shoulder. It kind of threw us completely. We didn't know what to do. The very first show where the, the guy collapsed right out in front. Fell right in front of us. He collapsed. Yeah, no. it was before you. Walks in, collapses. I'm just staring at it, doing the show, and I just keep going all the way through. And after, people came to me and said, you just went on. My eyes popped out of my head while it, just some of the things that end up happening. Wow. Yeah. So we're, good. we're about a year and three quarters in now. Yeah. Luckily, we had Tommy G there, who's never at a loss for words. So he just kept going as well. And it wow. was nice. And speaking of Tommy G, he opened his restaurant. He did. We're happy to say. Uh, and doing very well. I drove by there Wednesday night after leaving your show. And uh, the parking lot was jam-packed. There wasn't a spot in the parking lot. So I actually kept going. I went there to give him more support. Although I've eaten there four times already. Mm. But uh, doing well. Uh, help me with the name here. Prelude. Prelude, thank you. Prelude yeah. in Methuen, Mass. Uh, Tommy Grello's restaurant. Interesting. It's an interesting concept. Uh, because Tommy G has such a great palate himself. And he, his food's exquisite. So... They, his portions are set up so that you can sample a lot of different... You would think the portions would be giant, yeah. and they're not. Right. They're not. You can have a few different things. You can go in and get half portions of this and half portions of that and combine it, which is what I end up doing all the time because I, I go in and I'm like, Tommy, I don't know what to order. Yeah. And, well, you know, what's good? And every single thing on the menu is something that he would eat himself, so he can't even recommend one thing over another. All unique. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. It uh, is. 
and I'm obviously a regular, and I will continue. When you, when you go to pick the contenders, now, I, I, was, I happen to be with you at the very early stages. Ed just walks up on the table and dumps out 50 cigars, and then how do you whittle through the cigars to decide whether or not well, this cigar over, over that cigar is in or out? Even size-wise, I mean, the whole thing gets, gets very complicated. What you try to do is say, what cigars are, first off, deserving to be part of it? And what is deserving to be the cigar of the year? The cigar must be a good cigar for the amount of money it cost. Okay, right, so value. It doesn't have to be a cheap cigar. It can be a twenty dollars cigar, but it's worth twenty all day long. It has to be oh, worth all right. it. All right. It has to be worth it. Another thing it has to be is consistent. So we've had to have got the cigar a couple of times. That and, explains why something like the Wolfman wouldn't end up Well, and that's not the not just for that reason. That cigar is come and gone and that's it. That's a one-time limited release. So you can't be the cigar of the year if you're a short run. No. It's got to be a regular production. Yes. Yeah, it's a regular cigar. So the short run, actually, of E.P. Carrillo cannot uh, be part of it. Uh, Undercrown could, but you got your stuff in on that so late Yes. Yeah. that you couldn't have added I, I haven't, that in. I haven't had a second order of it, so we don't know how it's selling. You know, how do we determine that as, as a retailer, how the cigar goes? Is it selling? Is it reselling to the same customer that came in and bought some and came back and bought more? People that come in and buy singles, the next thing you know, they come in and buy the box. They are voting with their checkbooks. They're voting with a credit card or whatever. They don't know they're doing it, but they're doing it. We're paying attention to every single aspect. Also, the um, employees are telling us what they think. And uh, I we- thought that in your organization, Two Guys Smoke Shop, that uh, if you want your employees' opinion, you gave it to them. I usually give it to them. <laughs> I'll, I'll eventually give it to them at the very end. But okay. so, so you, you let know, them think that they're free-thinking they, individuals. They, they are. They right are. up until they're not free-thinking anymore. Now just do it. It's very, very tough. I mean, we picked seven contenders for the Cigar of the Year. As tough as it is going to pick the winner of the Cigar of the Year, just to get to the contenders, because I'll tell you what happened in the past few years. Cigars are all great. Everything that comes in. We, it's very, very tough to pick cigars for our retail store because you can't have everything. Where would you put it? And you have to pick the best of what it is for that price category, for that strength category, for that size category. And it's tough to even pick what cigars are going to go on the shelf. Once you've decided what's going to go on the shelf, what is the best one? And, and again, it gets to the consumers telling us. They don't know they're telling us, but they're telling us. We have a computer system in each store plus the mail order operation of it, and we're looking at these things all the time to figure out what's hot. What, what, what is the cigar these people are buying over and over and over, and they believe in whether they're saying it or not. Also, what they say. I mean, when people are saying, you know, that cigar is great, blah, 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 we're, we're paying attention to it. You ask each employee, there's, there's 16 different employees here, hey, what do you think? What's selling? What's going together? We're trying to put the contenders. I think this one, this one, this one. Many people have mu- multiplied the same one. They've said, oh, this one's the right one. This one's the right one. Okay, that for sure is it. Now, which size of that one? We'll look at its sales, and it says, okay, you know, the Robusta was selling, the Toro was selling, the Churchill selling, the thick one is selling, the thin one is selling, whatever it is, and we come up, and here it is, we have seven cigars. Now what? Seven cigars, who is going to determine what the cigar of the year is? Well, we make up a pack, and we sell that pack. Thirty nine ninety nine. you're going to get the contenders for the cigar of the year. We're going to sell a 1,000 of those contenders packs in it, 
is an email address for you, the person that bought the pack, to give your vote. It's not going to be just your vote. If your vote wins, that's going to determine, say, about 33% of the, the, final, uh, number. Of, of the final number the third, that, yeah. that the consumers feel this way. Also, we look at continuing to look at, because we got all the way to Super Bowl Sunday, continuing to look at consistency of the product as it comes in, continued sales of that product. Um, again, what the employees are saying, what the customers are end up saying, uh, the, the, based on the sales of what it is, not just the people that bought the pack, all that, and then all the information is put in front of me, and then I'll say, all right, this is the one that won. That's it. So could a cigar get a bump uh, potentially after you sell the Contenders Pack? Maybe it turns somebody on to the EP Carrillo, which is the first one we're going to light up. Um, all of a sudden, that cigar takes off in your shop. That, I would imagine, may, would make a big bump. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help out. Well, you, you, you blew it. You've, you're already told the answer, so let's uh, – <laughs> This is what I do. Oh, boy. Let me ask you this, Steve. Yeah. When do the manufacturers find out that they're a contender? Right now. Oh. Yeah. Right now. So, uh, Ernesto Carrillo just heard <laughs> Mr. Jonathan because they don't know. And they all yeah. want to be a contender. They all want to win. What's it take to win? And you know what? Maybe years ago you could, you could buy me. I'm not for sale anymore. <laughs> you can't buy me. So, it, it's just we're, we're doing something as fair as we possibly can do it. And, and this is how it comes out, win or lose. Uh, as I said, First off, to be in the contenders alone is a big deal. You're the best of the top yeah, seven like, of what best came out. To be nominated for the right. Golden Globe Award is, is an honor. Right. It's to be recognized. So it should be an honor right there. Uh, and the person that ends up winning, they won. And we, we, we mentioned it last week. If you look back, we've been doing it since 1992. You look back and you, and you look at a certain brand and you go, well, that's not all that good. Let me tell you, in that year... That was a spectacular cigar. It has changed. If it's not good anymore, that's because every year the crops change on these things. Right now, this is the E.P. Carrillo Maduro, okay? This is uh, the Encanto size, and this is the first contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. I don't know what the cigar is going to be like. Is this the same cigar that I smoked um, when you were sick? Is this I, the core line? How would I know that? Is this the core line? Is that what this is called? Yeah, this is the core Maduro. Right, core line Maduro. Yeah. Yeah, EP3 came on because okay. Ernesto was uh, indisposed, stuck on a plane somewhere. You were sick. Okay. So EP3 and I talked about this cigar. This is the one. And when I was sick, uh, what did I have for lunch that day? <laughs> how would I know what you smoked <laughs> the day I was sick? <laughs> Well, I would figure since you were definitely watching the show, texting me every five minutes, everything that I was doing I wrong. Couldn't, I couldn't barely pick were... my head up. It was real. It was the most <laughs> was unbelievable texting. The most pathetic thing if you ever saw. Oh my God, was I sick? What did I have? I had bronchitis, pneumonia, bronchitis, pneumonia, the flu. Oh my I think God. you got the HIV. So uh, E.P. Carrillo, Ernesto Perez Carrillo, he was the. Um, the guy that came out with La Gloria Cubana back in the 80s. And uh, he did it in Miami, and he brought back a Cuban name in the, for the U.S. market. It took off like unbelievable. We were in on the early stages of La Gloria Cubana. He sold his company out years earlier, years later, to General Cigar. 
uh, the people from Macanudo. He stayed on with them for 10 years. And just uh, about a year or two ago, he decided to leave that company and go off on his own with his kids and start E.P. Carrillo Cigars. So if he stayed on for 10 years from a legal standpoint, if he had a two-year non-compete, that would be from the point of sale, not from the point of leaving the company. Correct. He was able to start his own company the day he left. Outstanding. He stayed on for so long. And, they, you know, not to beat up the companies, but they have serious different philosophies, the, the big European companies, than, than a, um, a mom and pop, which is what he is now. Right. And uh, just a family-run company. And, and it's, it's so fun and it's so awesome to that end of the cigar business. When it becomes the European giants and it's all about dollars and cents and market share and all this stuff like this, talk about taking the fun out of the business. That's what ends up happening. But business is business. So, But he decided to go off on his own to leave something for his children, the company. And uh, he set up in the Dominican Republic and uh, created um, E.P. Carrillo Cigars. And the natural version came out along with some short runs and some limited edition things and things like that last year. This year, he comes out with the Maduro version, and I think he hit a home run with it. Absolutely. I'll tell you, it outsells all the others. Really, really, people love it. Um, we, uh, very sweet, very, very, very sweet cinnamon. On the pre-light, I was getting picking up uh, like a warm raisin. Uh, no, I actually noticed the difference between smelling the capped end after I cut it and the foot. The capped end was sweeter, and I'm wondering if maybe that tobacco had been protected. Maybe it's a little more yeah. moist up there. But uh, right on the light, right at the very beginning, not aggressive at all. Very sweet, cinnamon kind of flavor. Cinnamony, if cinnamon. that's a word. They, uh, I've been to his factory. Uh, beautiful factory, lots of room for growth. <clears throat> I was surprised um, how little amount of cigar rollers there were, how big the humidor was where the cigars would go in, how little amount of cigars were in there. Really talk about a startup company. And this was, uh, they didn't have the Maduro yet, and they were working on it when I was there. And, um, you know, on his La Gloria Cubana, the Maduro was always a very, very popular Maduro when, when he owned the company himself. Does he do so, the fermenting himself? I think he does. Huh. I think he does. I'm not absolutely positive. He does not grow his own tobacco. He buys it. But I saw stripped tobacco leaves and things like that. So I think he goes through a process. He goes through at least one fermenting process. Uh, it, it's, it's an educated guess, the answer, what I'm giving you. I believe so. I don't want to say absolutely. But uh, I did see things that would make me think that when I was there. Because I was in there for a short time. Uh, I, I happened to be in the Dominican Republic. I drove by, and I couldn't, I couldn't not go in. I was with somebody else, and I asked their permission if I could leave them for a half hour and go in and say hello. Neither uh, uh, Ernesto or his son was there, but the, um, the guy that was there took me for a little tour around for uh, 10, 15 minutes to show me around. And uh, there was barely any English happening there, so it was a, a short type of thing. Can you blow smoke rings? A little bit. Can you? I can very rarely. It's I watching Mike over there practice, and it made me think of it. You being the cigar authority. Nothing. The answer is no. <laughs> I have done it. There it is. Chuck was a cigarette smoker. You got it, Chuck. My father used to blow smoke rings and then blow smoke straight through the ring. 
With cigars or? With, he was a cigarette smoker. Mm-hmm. He smokes cigars now and then with me, one every Sunday or something when he comes visit me, but chain cigarette smoker. You never got into cigarettes, did you? Never had one. Good man. Never, never had one. Never had one. Oh, that's awesome. Don't, don't know what it tastes like. Uh, terrible. Terrible. I have tried smoking pipes. Hate it. Yeah. I love cigars. Oh, it's the best. Man. Yeah. Pipe smoking is a, such a letdown for me because the tobacco smells so awesome. And it doesn't taste it tastes that way. foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the stuff that smells kind of foul, but it actually tastes pretty good. That is true. It's, huh. It works the opposite it works the of exact it. Opposite. The stuff that, that smells so medicine-y doesn't actually taste bad. But the sweet-smelling uh, nice one is uh, lousy tasting, but it smells nice to the other people. But it's flavored tobacco anyway. It's like it, it, it burns my throat, and it has a taste like um, you flavored... The tobacco, like they do anyway, but like flavored cigars. I don't like it. I want my coffee to taste like coffee, not vanilla. I want it to taste like coffee flavor. Exactly. And I want cigars to taste like cigars. They can't believe when I go through, because right now, while I'm waiting for the Coffee Roasters Cafe to move from Wyndham to Salem, so I'm in withdrawal over their coffee because I can drink four or five of them a day. It's very low caffeine, low acid, easy on my stomach. The Dunkin' Donuts coffee, not Dunkin' Donuts, um, McDonald's coffee is actually the closest thing to it. It's really not that bad. Mm. So I walk in and I order four black coffees every time. Thank you. So I order the coffee at the thing, cream and sugar. No, I would like it black. Okay. Then I go up and pay at the window and they say black coffee. Yes, I want it black. Then I go to the second window and then the girl is still trying to hawk cream and sugar on me. Can I give you some uh, to-go packs? Yeah. Would you like the to-go sugar? No, I want it. Black. Wouldn't you think it would be the most popular? You would, actually. I, well, I think people probably are drinking coffee not because they like coffee. It's because they want to get the caffeine. Coffee tastes delicious, though. It does taste delicious, mm-hmm. but it, it's an acquired taste. You can get ice cream, coffee-flavored. But it's sweet and creamy. Come on now. By the taste Ice of cream. cream. Yeah. It doesn't taste like black coffee. If you go back, it does. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get the coffee ice cream from out there. You ain't going to do it now because we are here in the northeast, by the way, folks. <laughs> I'll do and it. And we've already had over a foot of snow <laughs> before Halloween. By the way, Halloween was this past Saturday, which was November something, that I'm driving home from work. The streets are packed o- with people October dressed 31st, up. October 31st, by the way. That's when it was, not November. No, no. it was canceled. It was canceled, and it was November yeah. 6th or whatever it was. Yeah. Sunday, November 6th. We don't have trick-or-treaters in my yard. I've got signs. Really? <laughs> well, ever since my house was broken into, I want everyone to know that I'm packing, that I've got a guard dog. They, I don't want solicitors. Wow. You in got, fact, we have someone signs. snuck onto my property, and they put, like, doorknob hangers on the door about windows for one and something else for the other. So I called them and accused them of trespassing on my property, and if I see them on my property again, I will shoot to kill. The lady was absolutely beside herself, could not believe that she was getting this kind of call. But I said, didn't your person who was hanging the doorknob see? No trespassing? All eight signs coming down my driveway. I mean, I've got an eighth of a mile driveway. You, you can't miss the signs. They're huge. Do not trespass. No solicitors. I have a gun. I'm part of the NRA. Like, all the way down the driveway. <laughs> you know what the Most people is? get scared before they get to the bottom. Warning. Gun trap. That'll keep you away. Yes. Gun trap. Warning, gun trap. What's no a- trespassing. Warning, gun trap. What's gun trap? You don't want to find out. Yeah. 
That's it. <laughs> you don't want to find out. You do not want to play gun trap at my house. And you're going to think that if I go past this line, some sort of gun's going to shoot at me. If something's going to happen, there's a warning of it. Yeah, I could just put a it. string, like just have a random string going across that's well lit. Gun trap. It's telling says, you. It says trip line, trip wire on it. That'd be good. I'm going to so, have to talk to Paul Beasley and find out about the legality of that. Oh, God. Beautiful wrapper. Nice taste. Not too heavy. Mm. It's heavy, but it's not too heavy. It's Correct. fine for me. Yep. And, you know, it's one of, we're going to get through seven cigars in two shows. So we're going to do three, three today. One Dominican, which is what we're smoking now. One Honduran and one Nicaraguan. All right, Chuck. A yes. Dominican cigar, a Honduran cigar, and a Nicaraguan cigar walk into a bar. <laughs> That's it. I, with a duck I under their arm. <laughs> all with a duck under their arm. It should be. I don't know why a, a duck under their arm is funny. but uh, <laughs> so, so They're all quackers. But that's going to tell you, you know, uh, what, what a range of different cigars we have. So this is a Maduro. By the way, since 1992, a Maduro has never won the Cigar of the Year. Wow. wow. Never. This could be the first. Wow. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Could this be the first? It's, this it's the best one we'd have so far, for sure. Absolutely. So last year we did the contenders, and we did all uh, last year. Was all it, at once. Was it eight cigars last year? It could have been. I think it was eight cigars, and it was all in one show. It was like you lit it, you puffed it, you put it down, yeah. you lit the next one, then you went back to the first one. Although I got to say, it was kind of enjoyable to like have them all going at the same time. To yeah. like, you know what I mean, kind of mix and match. Mm. It really drew out the flavors. I well, think. and that'll be part of really at the at the very end if we are, you know, confused on maybe two or three. Yeah. Which one should we do? And that's when everyone's going to be smoking three at the same time and not on the air. This will all happen behind the scenes or something. And then Cinnamon we'll Chinese pea pods. Oh That's what this is. Chinese pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. <laughs> those are, I've those seen are... them on the plate. What are these green things in my Chinese food? You hear a, it's not even fried. You hear a bang, <laughs> a bang, a ting, wait for it, and a pea pod hits you in the forehead because he had it on the end of his fork and he's launching them. That's not what they're for? What are those doing no, you, on my plate? You eat those. Boy. It's a vegetable. It's a vegetable. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we uh, are going to look uh, through um, the new Cigar Aficionado ma- magazine that hit our shelves. At the same time, the new Cigar Snob. And the Cigar okay. Aficionado we're going to look at. What did I say? I don't know what you said, but it wasn't English. Okay. <laughs> um, which one sold and which one didn't? New cigars hitting the shelves. And two more contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Right now, we're smoking the E.P. Carrillo Maduro. And uh, it is a contender for the night for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. We'll see the other ones coming up in just a minute. We'll be right back on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old-world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity. 
for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire, or find them on the web at twoguysmokeshop.com. It's Stogie Heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please, enjoy responsibly. 
thought this was going to be uh, Johnny Cash at first. Oh, yeah. We're smoking, baby. What is this? Oh, nice. Good stuff, huh? Could you be... I, this song right here actually has it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because I love this song. And I played it at a party and I had the dance floor absolutely rocking with this. The place was going out of control and the person who hired me for the party was like a 50th birthday party or something. Comes up and says, nobody likes this song. And I said, your back is to the dance floor. That's why you think that. Just, just please turn around and look. And they turned around and looked. Waitstaff was dancing. Waitstaff was dancing. Nice. The place would, if the floor was 30 by 30, I had 36 by 36 people dancing. Wearing out, it was a, a tent, wearing out the grass on the outside of the dance floor. This song is on, and I'm arguing with this woman about no one likes this song. The reality is, ma'am, you don't like the song. And since you're paying Did you say me, that? Yeah. And since you're paying me, I'll gladly take it off. But we're about to piss everybody off because they are jamming which is another song by him, yeah. to this. So you you make the call. So you took it off? No, no, no. She was like, fine, just just, just don't play it again. Okay. I never repeat a song. No, well, I, do. I do. repeat songs all the time. Really? Absolutely. People start drinking after a couple of hours. They forget the song is on, and you get to reuse the whole thing again. In fact, I used to bust my chops. I was the DJ for the Boys and Girls Club when they did dances all the time. They don't do them anymore, but... Uh, and I would go in and I would plan my set out so I could play the top song in the last 20 minutes and really get the place rocking. And I spent my whole time telling kids, I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it, I promise I'll play it, I'll play it, I'll play it. And then I realized, if I just play it in the first hour, they get what they want, and then I can build my set later and I don't have to come up with three hours worth of music. I can do an hour and a half and do the same set twice. Not that I'm checking you out, but it's, it's bothering me. <laughs> yeah, did you notice my ass in these pants? Did you paint your pants on, or what are you trying to do here? All right, this is what happened. Typically, Mr. Jonathan, this character that I play in real life, (laughs) he sets the trends. I don't do what other people do. The problem is I like low-rise bootcut pants. I've liked them for a decade. So I liked low-rise bootcut pants before they were popular. I'm sorry I asked the question. I'm sorry I asked the question, and I don't even have half the answer, but go ahead. So 10 years ago, I've discovered low-rise bootcut pants. And I started wearing them. Maybe two years after that, they become all the rage. So they're easy for me to find, and I like them. So I buy them, but I really didn't wear them when they were popular. I stopped wearing them. I wore something else. I understand what you're saying. All That's, right. You, you may have gone Can a little you say far. That? Can you, Chuck is actually hiding. Yeah. He's, he's behind the camera. You actually There's, know the name of your clothes. <laughs> so who are you wearing today? <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> so I see these, these jeans. I'm saying a European cigarette. Yes. It's a European yeah. cigarette. Or a bundle of sticks, whatever. Right. So I see these pants at the store. They're $120. They're low-rise. Uh, they're boot-cut, but they're, they're called skinny low-rise boot-cut. And so I'm like, whatever. They're $120. They, they must be good. So I buy them. I don't even try them on because I don't try clothes on at the store. Just walking like lurch around here. Yeah, so I get them, and I, I start sliding them on. Well, they, they barely make it over my thighs. They're like skinny. And I hang with David, and I'm getting fat. So I, I get them up, and they're on, and I'm cinching the belt in, at the, squeezing it in an extra hole to hold them so the button doesn't pop. But the, mo- the most uncomfortable pants I've ever owned, ever. You should stand up and show the camera, by the way. Welcome to, well, my, welcome to my world. This is how all my clothes fit, by the way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually. Oh, my eyes are burning. My eyes <laughs> are actually burning. I'm right thinking now. I'm going to return them because there hasn't been one single comment about my ass, and that was what the salesman promised me. Oh, so. I have a comment about. <laughs> <laughs> these were these were guaranteed good ass pants, and they fail. So I'm returning them. I heard three people this morning call you an ass, and uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're smoking the EP Carrillo. Contender number one for the Cigar of the Year 2011. The winner will be chosen on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, this the winner will good... be announced on Super Bowl Sunday. Right. It will be chosen before then. Not much before, let me tell you. We fight all the way to the end. Usually there's uh, you know, somebody in the staff or something really pushing for one cigar or the other. Barely does it come through that... Um, there's a clear Somebody, winner. Uh, an oddity won last year that still really isn't out there in the whole world right now, which is Jesus Fuego's 22 degrees north, 83 degrees west. That is where El Corojo is in Cuba. Can you just call it 2283 like normal people? Whatever. I'm saying the whole thing just so people know. The year before that, we had Brick House from J.C. Newman. Yeah, I could see. And uh, we'll see what this year, what this year brings. Um, Obviously, uh, speaking of J.C. Newman, am I mistaken? But are they our new? They're part of the family, man. They're Absolutely. our new advertiser. Absolutely. Yay. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, J.C. Newman. Uh, they're promoting the, uh, the Diamond Crown and uh, Brickhouse. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. They're good people. Good people. They uh, only the took Newmans. them a year and three quarters to get on board with us, but they're welcome uh, they, nonetheless. They, we, we offered, and they responded immediately. They, uh, they know, when they see an opportunity, they, 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 they hop on it. That's it. They're proactive. I like that. Good, good, uh, good, good brothers well, there. Good let's, family. I mean, let's face it. With our, with the amount of hits that we get just on our podcast, there's some, and it's forever. And I know for a fact, I've turned people onto the show recently. They enjoy the show, in spite of us, and then they go back and start in listening to you. our catalog yeah. of stuff. So uh, once you're in, you're in. Yeah, the old stuff is there forever with, right. with the commercials, right? Absolutely. O- old, old audio continues to have. Yep. Well. Partially because it, it's impossible for us to go back and pull the commercials anyway. So. Well, we could, but why would we do that? You'd have to unload it, pull the commercials, re-upload it, then you lose the hits on it. Yeah. Wouldn't be as good. Okay. So anyway, uh, we were talking uh, before the break that we wanted to discuss um, the new cigar aficionado that is just hitting our shelves today and n- the new cigar snob. That is just hitting. It was funny uh, that they both came in at the same time. I happen to have a copy of each right here. Of each here. You'll be, you'll be. It, it's funny where I found this one. Yes. Um, I happen to be walking by the trash barrel and I saw, I saw a stack of them. I'd like to know the story on that. Yeah. And this one, this one I just bought, uh, for obvious reasons. And that cigar snob. Yeah. Um, and that is th- a, that is an unbelievably smoking hot girl right on the front. Now these are two magazines for cigar for cigar people, cigar fans, right? That looks to, like to underwear to me, don't you think? Center underwear, or do you think that's yeah, a bathing suit? It's kind of loose underwear. Those are panties. Yeah, it's kind of loose underwear, but Wouldn't she mind. makes it work for her. Yeah, maybe if she went swimming in that, that'd make the picture even better. Or get her sweaty, take her salsa dancing. And you notice what she has in her hand? She's got a, a cigar. cigar. Is it lit? You notice on Cigar Aficionado when when they do have a person on the cover, a lot of times, most times they don't even have a cigar. And the word cigar is very small in Cigar Aficionado. Now, first, let me premise this by thank you, Cigar Aficionado, because they were a major factor in bringing the cigar industry to the heights that it achieved in the, in the 90s. 
They helped with the cigar boom <clears throat> for sure. They sure did. Back and when they used to have pictures of people smoking cigars, I remember. And it used to be cigar big, yeah. aficionado little. Then they changed to cigar little, aficionado big. And then they really kind of stopped talking about cigars, at least ones you could get. That this is where the difference of these two. So when they when they hit at the same time, I looked at both both piles that were on the counter, and the first thing I decided to do was pull the cigar aficionados from the store, take them, keep a copy for myself so I could read it, and throw the rest away, which is what I did. So that's why you don't see cigar aficionado. And now, why did I do such a thing for a magazine I've already paid for and that I could sell and make more money on? I why have, did I do that? I'm going to venture a guess on this. Take a wild In one. giant red letters on the front of cigar aficionado, almost as big as the name of the magazine itself, it says Havana. Cigar shops, hotels, restaurants, nightlife, cigar factories, and cigar, cigar shops. shops. Cigar shops. And as you go through the magazine, it tells you how to get Cuban cigars and how to break the law and how to go to Cuba and how to do everything to this communist country and how to get American dollars into Fidel Castro's hands. So Before you get yeah. yourself all wound up, <laughs> let's, let's switch gears here and go to... The first thing that I see on Cigar Snob. First of all, you barely can see the name of the magazine because there's a smoking hot girl right on the front. But it's there big. The word cigar is is big. big, She's bigger, and and I'm thankful. I'm thankful that she's bigger. Her Uh, booty is as big as the word cigar. (laughs) Impressively so. Uh, Now, I'm noticing right on here, uh, page 75, IPCPR. Mm. Roll with the new. That's it, all the new stuff. Mm. All right, so Cigar Snob is clearly... Pushing for things that have to do with cigar smokers' rights, pipe smokers' rights. They're helping us. And cigar aficionado, I don't want to get you all wound up, so keep it down over there. They are pushing things that are pushing communism and anti-U.S. Right. That's how I take it. Tell me how to take it any differently. That's, well, that, I mean, it's... You, you're taking it the way it is. This is what the way it's written in. Uh, and I'm going to look at it. Still looking at the cover. I'm looking at Cigar Aficionado that has Old Havana, right? That's Old Havana. And you look at Cigar Snob, That's and you see new girl. She's 18 or 19. She's old enough. And OMG, oh my God, and and it's. Uh, oh, is that what that means? Yeah, and nice. it, and it's. I don't know. It's it's. Absolutely a younger yeah. talking to people nowadays as opposed to... Edgy. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. And let's face it. The articles in Cigar Snob do speak to the regular person. You're not talking about Lear Jets. There's an ad on the back. I, I couldn't afford this watch if I hawked my house. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. Very expensive planes and watches and... Uh, wines. Now, they own Wine Spectator magazine also. They own, uh, you know, lots of different publications and stuff. But they're talking to the serious elite person, which, you know, I don't know anybody that has a jet. And I don't know anybody that wears that watch or anything like that. They, they're not talking to the regular folk, that's for sure. Um, Cigar Snob is talking to not only the regular people that are smoking cigars now, but even maybe the next generation, the younger generation that are getting into enjoying premium cigars and the like. So th- that's a difference. Without even opening the magazine, that's a difference of, of the two right off the bat. As I got into the magazine, um, I saw um, where the ratings happen, where they start talking about cigars. You've got to go to page 181. 
to get the ratings on Cigar Aficionado. It's deep towards the almost back of the magazine. When you go to the Cigar Snob, it's on page 57. Um, when I go through the ratings, the ratings start in Cigar Aficionado with the highest rated, which, a, which was a Cuban um, La Gloria Cubana. It rated 94. The lowest rated cigar in Cigar Aficionado is the 87 My Father Le Bajou, which is the Nicaraguan cigar. Now, here's where it gets really funky. The lowest rated cigar, Cigar Aficionado 87 My Father Le Bajou. Now, I'm going to jump into Cigar Snob and look at the highest rated cigar. My Father Le Bajou, 93. Oh, interesting. One is the worst one. And one is the best one. It's the same cigar. Wow. Same, uh, essentially the same 100-point scale as well. Right. So one says it's the best, and one says it's the worst. Well, in what do, Cigar Aficionado's defense, the Labajou is a U.S. cigar, so therefore it should be worse. <laughs> because we are worse than Cuba. Yeah, that's what they say. So anyway... As a retailer, not carrying Cuban cigars in here, not promoting the, the country of Cuba, Fidel Castro, and the like, I thought it best to throw them away rather than to use propaganda, that propaganda, to my customers. And again, going right back to the beginning, thank you, Cigar Aficionado, for what you did for us in the 90s. Your next issue comes out, I'll be proudly displaying it and selling it and be happy to do so, assuming it's not going to be this type of thing. But when it becomes this thing, for me, the retailer, for your advertisers, which is not Fidel Castro, they do not advertise one page in that magazine. Everybody else that's advertised, and I don't say you turn it into, this is the advertiser, so I'm going to give them the high ratings. Don't even list them. Don't even list the, what you can't have. And then as you go through the ratings of it, it's, it's ratings of the 1953 Cuban such-and-such such gets a gets 100 rating in there. Some 1953 Cuban cigar. Now, who has a 1953 Cuban cigar? Why would you put that and waste a page and talk about something like that, of something that's completely unavailable, along with lots of the cigars that are on there? Get your act together, Cigar Aficionado. Please talk to the person who buys your magazine. Not necessarily the person who's selling it, which is me. But how about the person that buys it? 90% of the stuff there is totally useless. It's just empty pages that are in there. I used to look so forward to a Cigar Aficionado magazine when it comes out, read it cover to cover, get very excited, see, what it, see what's happening, see what's new. It's a history book. That's what it is. It's all old. It's old in history. And the good news is there's new publications like Cigar Snobs and other ones that are leaving where Cigar Aficionado is dropping it. They're leaving something there. Uh, so they, they grab. I would say for the average cigar smoker, grabbing a cigar snob, uh, which is more cutting edge, you could pick up your information and not be too far behind. But the reality is if you want to be completely up to date, you're better off going to the bloggers because they're going to have the information. The Internet is so much faster and so yeah. much better. Yeah. All right. Let's let's pass out cigar number two. Senor Chuck. And uh, as we said, seven contenders of the year. We have to move along and go to number two. And I, I mentioned the highest rated in Cigar Aficionado was the My Father Le Brejou, was the lowest rated, the highest in, in um, Cigar Snob. But that's Don Papin Garcia that made the Le Brejou. 
Um, this one is the second contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. It's the La Reloba Selection Sumatra, made by Don Papin Garcia in Nicaragua. This is the cigar over here. Uh, I want to mention price to you guys. The E.P. Carrillo was a $7 cigar. The La Reloba is a $5 cigar. We're looking at the uh, Robusto here. This is a Sumatra wrapper in Nicaraguan binder and filler. The uh, Going back to the E.P. Carrillo. And, of course, I did not put down the uh, blend of it, so dropping the ball on that one. But this is the... Laraloba, Sumatra. And let's give this a try. This is a contender for the cigar of the year. A little bit of a spicy uh, spicy smell there on the foot. I'm going to do what you did, and I cut the cigar. I'm smelling the foot, and then I cut it, and I'm going to smell the head of the cigar and see if it's much different. And it's it must be closing yeah, a it. sweeter. It, hmm. Interesting. I never did that before. I'm ready to sneeze, though, now. <laughs> What are you choking about? I inhaled before I lit. It's okay. like a dust or something on the inside every time. And if you inhale that dust, it, it's lethal. Is it dust? I got to sneeze. I sneeze too. Yeah, sneeze up. <laughs> so talk. All right, I'm talking. This is me talking. I'm, I'm toasting the foot of my La Roloba Sumatra here. All real. It's funny how you interrupt me all the time. Yeah, and then it's time for you to talk to me. Nothing. Well, you have nothing to say. It's funny. Cigar aficionado sort of came up. People refer to people that know what they're talking about with cigars as an aficionado, as a result of the magazine. And now, nothing could be further from the truth. They're the opposite of an, of an aficionado. Now, I don't. I don't want to beat them that fail I want them to, to take my constructive criticism. I hope, and I hope that's the way they take it. And um, improve a little bit on that because it's it's irritating. It's irritating to the, the that's sold in cigar stores across the country. And the last thing you want to do is take your consumer and have them do something illegal and do something un-American and buy cigars from a communist dictator like Fidel Castro and his brother Raúl. And uh, I'll tell you, even the cigar makers that are advertising on there are highly offended by it. Also, they have fled that country. They were in. Uh, they were poor. They, everything they had was taken away from them from that dictator, and um, you're slapping them in the face too. So. Well, and the unfortunate reality is that our country is starting to go down that route with these occupy, occupilters yeah. that are demanding equal rights. They call it Chuck, equal. Rights. Yeah, you but got, they you don't got, have to work. Earn it. Equal rights. Earn it. You earn your rights. That's right. You have the right. To, I don't to succeed in this country. In, you have the right to. In order for me to succeed as a DJ business during the slow time, I have to shovel driveways. I've got to take the lowliest job on the crew. Although I've worked my way up to management because the shovel, the plow guy, recognized that I'm a player. But whatever. So a player in the snow in the, in snow the shoveling, shoveling industry. industry. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I work hard. I, I'm, the, I'm the hardest, fastest shoveler that he's ever seen. The only shoveler who's ever called him at 4.30 in the morning, to, ready to go. Every other shoveler, he's got to wake up, call him a bunch of times. I find out we're going out at 5.30. I'm up at 3.30, showered, dressed, make dinner, nice. get myself set up for the whole. I don't care if we're shoveling for 14 hours. I'm not asking for a break. And this is how I have to do it. This is not luck to me. That's right. This is me. And you know who loves hearing this stuff? The folks listening in Hawaii, mm. California, yeah. Florida, 
hearing that you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to shovel snow. Some of them never saw snow and don't even understand. What I look forward to shoveling because it's the only time in my life where my job is simple. I take the snow from over here and I put the snow over there. That's it's it. It's brainless. There is no thinking. Yeah. There's, t- there's trash talk. I but pick things up and put them down. That's right. <laughs> The bottom line is, guys, in my opinion, there is more opportunity for the entrepreneur right now at this point in history than ever before. Absolutely. The playing field is so level right now for you to start your own business with the, with the, with the, with the internet, internet. With Facebook, with Twitter. You can go out and if you're willing to put in the to hard do, work. I mean I'm, I'm 100 hours a week. If I'm, if, if I'm up one hour, I'm working 100 hours a week trying to make my business go to the next level. And it just really, really burns me when I hear these tent-ridden bag dorks, you know, begging for equal rights and saying, you know, if the government's not paying for their education, then they, you know, they should be able to get it for free from the school. For get, free. get it for free in Cuba, you know. The education is free. Yeah, right on the field. No, they have education. They have good schools and things like that. You stand in line for toilet paper and stuff, and you get everybody gets paid. The richest people in Cuba are prostitutes and cab drivers. Those are the richest people, not the doctor, not the lawyer, wow. but the prostitute and the cab driver. Well, they accept cash, and they, yeah. they could they could skate by without reporting it, skim right. a little off the top. Well, you lose your fingers and things like that. You where you, you get put in the uh, pokey or whatever they call the uh, jails. I would imagine there. if you're a prostitute, you're already in the pokey. Very slight ding, ding, ding. That was, that was his uh, thought of comedy. That was his... <laughs> I'm not a comic writer, I guess. No, you're not. Lara Loba by Don Pepin Garcia in the My Father Cigar Factory. This is Selection Sumatra. A little sweet tasting, like you said. I got a little spiciness to it. His cigars tend to have uh, what we call pepper taste, like black pepper. I've been told by real, real guys that blenders and things like that, that taste is um, acidic. Citrus, yeah. It's citrus, like... um, Orange citrus. Well, like if you were to, if you don't have an orange peeler and you take a bite out of the peel to peel your orange, that you you do have that sting on your tongue. And that's it. You know, yeah. after they tell you that, he says, "Why do you uh, the Americans think that that's black pepper?" And then you, you you taste it again. And I was tasting black pepper, and then I taste it again. I go, "Wow, it's it's closer to what you say." Like wine, when you say the wine has some some raspberry in it and things like that. There's really not any raspberry or anything in wine. Wine is grapes and that's it, but you taste it. When you taste cigars, there's no black pepper and there's no anything in it, but you taste it. Yeah, I'm getting a chai flavor on mine, a sweet chai, creamy goodness. I got that orange peel, like you're saying, that little acidic thing that's going on. This is the contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. The winner will be announced on Super Bowl Sunday. We've had the E.P. Carrillo Maduro. Now we're on the Lara Loba Sumatra. And we've got one more coming uh, in the next hour. We're going get, to get through one more cigar, and um, that'll be three of seven. And next week we'll have the remainder of that. When we come back, we'll announce the third contender. And we'll tell you all about that cigar, along with cigar events, new cigars hitting, hitting the shelves here, and lots more. I'm getting an orange pokey chai flavor, actually. Pokey? Yeah, like the pokey tea. It's like a black tea. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Good pepper. 
You got pepper, oh, right? Yeah. Love but pepper. you see what I'm talking about with the acidic. Try to think about what that is and it's everything. It's amazing to think citrus. All I, I mean, I, you think, think about it while you're tasting pepper, and it kind of, kind of comes in. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got lots more uh, to talk about. And uh, we got breaking news. We got lots of stuff coming up and, and your birthdays and all that stuff. So stick around, everybody. We're going to take a short break when we come back. All that and lots more. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336, and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. Buying a good cigar will cost you a fortune. True! Not any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to Dos Ombre. Dos Ombre cigars are long-filled premium cigars that are so affordable, they've been named the best buy in the cigar business. And there's a Dos Ombre cigar for everyone. Dos Ombre White is the mild Dominican. Dos Ombre Green is the fuller-bodied Nicaraguan. Dos Ombre Red is the medium-bodied Honduran. And the orange one is the ill-tempered Mexican. No, there is no Mexican. No Mexicans at all? No Mexican cigars. Have you seen the dark and delicious box pressed? I have, and I love them. Have you seen the tins or the huge-selling new pencil cigars? I have, and I love them. Dos Ombre Cigars, the best buy in the business, period. Available at Two Guys Smoke Shop and Two Guys Smoke True. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and smoke breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle, a bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado Cigars are about saving you 
money. These are not first quality cigars, not seamless, not perfect or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Gary. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. I gotta see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? We do. We want to figure out what the Cigar of the Year is, and we're doing it right now at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We do the show at a cigar store each and every week. We do it at a cigar shop because we really have to smoke the cigars. There's other shows out there, I'll tell you, that are cigar-smoking shows that choose not to smoke cigars. They choose to be in a comfortable radio environment where they don't allow you to smoke cigars. And it's tougher here electronically. We've run through lots of different problems electronically doing the show on remote, which is what they call it. It's nice of you to say that because you don't say that off the air. You go, what? Everything's got to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect, and we thrive for excellence. Is that what we try to do? We don't get it often, but it's because we <laughs> that do. That was a dig on you, Chuck, I think. Well, he's picking on you. Because there's, there's things to doing a remote that are different than being comfortable in the studio. But what we're missing in the studio would be the ability to smoke the cigar. And if it's a cigar show and we're talking about the cigar, you have to light up, you have to smoke, you have to do it the right way. Can you smoke when you produce the uh, Patriots? Uh that's a good question. Wow, that means you don't. Well, you certainly don't, but when I you don't. are when you are a Some people do. Some people do. Some people really? do. Really? Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell us? Do you know that uh on the Red Sox broadcast, one of the uh broadcasters used to, I'm not sure if it's true anymore, but used to smoke in the broadcast booth during games. That, nice. That would be awesome. I remember the last uh time I smoked cigars at Fenway Park before uh it was a uh, Boston radio DJ that independently made it so there was no smoking, supposedly in Fenway Park. But Fenway Park in Boston is not in Fenway Park. It's out Fenway Park because it is outdoors. Correct. And I went with a um, wholesaler, a cigar wholesaler out of New Jersey, and we went to the game together, and we went very, very early. And we lit a cigar, and there was hardly anybody there and wet the seats, and somebody way far away was like, you smoking cigars? We were outdoors. It was so aggravating that they did it. And they said, yeah, we are. It was okay to end up doing it in those days anyway. But we made sure we didn't do it during the height of the game and when everybody was sitting close with each other. There was nobody around. I could barely hear the person saying it to me far away. But this is the way it's been of pe- people getting aggravated that somebody may be enjoying themselves and not harming you or hurting you in any way. Don't give me that crap about secondhand smoke anyway. Never mind outdoors, you know. In a stadium, outdoors. We should find a way to get, like, do a smoke-in at Fenway and 
have all cigar smokers buy tickets for one particular day and just light up. So we're calling 32,000 people if you can all buy a ticket to the game yeah. on this particular <laughs> day. That would be awesome. It would be tough to pull off, but hey, whatever. But we just announced this is going to be the annual smoke-in right there. Well, and, uh, you know, it, it takes me to the point of what's going on right now, that we're losing our rights and privileges uh, to enjoy premium cigars elsewhere. Because of that, um, and... Lots of things that's going on. The FDA is now getting involved with cigars and things like that. This Monday, I leave again for Washington, D.C. On the 14th, um, the FDA, the Center for Tobacco Products, announced that it, would be sp- it will be spending $600 million over the next five years for a campaign against tobacco. This is bureaucracy committed to prohibit tobacco. We have put together, we meaning the cigar industry has put together House Bill 1639 and Senate Bill 1461 to try to preserve our rights, to try to keep jobs at cigar shops, cigar retailers, and for all Americans. $600 million can be better spent in this country than telling people that this product is not good for you. We believe quite the opposite. This product is good for you, and we can have that long argument later on, or we can have it right now if you, if you want to get into it. But a couple of cigars a day relaxes you. Stress is the number one killer. This is not a harmful product. It does not have chemicals in any way. It's rolled tobacco leaves. It relaxes you. You don't hear people having any, any uh, problems with having a couple of cigars. Anything in moderation all right, well, today I'm going to be up hovering around nine. I'm going to get to the double digits today. Do you think? <laughs> because not only do we have to record two shows today, we, I also have a meeting with Arthur Kemper from Perdomo Cigars after this. I got a feeling it's going to be two or three cigars in, and uh, I think we can, I can hit double digits today, and that will be my goal, to hit double digits. And that's for those out there that aren't having their two cigars a day. I have to have ten in order to help out the average. And I'll why do why he is the authority. And I'll do this my part. <laughs> so I want to let you know, uh, I'm going Monday. I'm going uh, to Washington, D.C. Um, the FDA is considering a ban on walk-in humidors. That's you going into your favorite cigar stores and helping yourself to what cigars you want. Go ahead. There is no D in the word ban. It's just ban. Like, you're not going to allow it. It's not a band, uh, which is the people that I battle against as a disc jockey, the bands. This is just a ban. Are you uh, done? That's a ban. Are you done? I, I just I want, I want people to get confused thinking I that. I add extra letters. F- I take things away like <laughs> R's, which have no use, the letter R. I just don't add want, a D. I True. don't want people thinking that the FDA is against ACDC. It's not the case. They're, they're against walk-in humidors. They're, they're banning. I'm sure they're against ACDC, too. <laughs> uh, self-service cigar displays. Where you help yourself to cigars, they have a problem with that. Mail order cigar sales, they don't want to go across state borders. Uh, ban on all flavor, ban on all flavored cigars. Uh, deface decorated cigar boxes. They want to put put big giant warning labels and things on cigar boxes. Now I'm going to tell you something. Somebody has told me that they did did some sort of research. People that are trying to quit smoking cigarettes, for instance, right? And you're quitting smoking cigarettes, and you're three, four days into it, and then all of a sudden, a TV commercial comes on telling you how bad cigarettes are for you. You know what happens? 
you have an urge to have a cigarette. They have reminded you and given you an urge to start up again. And it, is, it has been proven, it has happened more than not, that it actually wow. makes you want, want the product. But they wouldn't look at research like that no, because no. Well, they are very close-minded. They, they the truth get in the way the of man. Well, now they want to put that on cigar boxes when no, no official thing has ever come out today, Junior, <laughs> that would say that cigar smoking harms anybody. Nor does the secondhand smoke of cigar smoking harm anybody ever. Do the research, prove that it's bad. You've been trying for 50 years to try to prove it. You've come up with nothing. My grandmother something. Yep. died in her 80s. This is a woman, died in her 80s, never having smoked. Yep. My grandfather is about to celebrate his 94th birthday. And smokes cigars every day. Smokes like a chimney every day. On top of drinking scotch, lives the good life, stays relaxed, stays calm, putters. He's, he's into having laughs every day, right? Makes people smile every day. That's what yeah. his thing is. And although he is starting finally to show signs of Alzheimer's, happening so much later in his life than my grandmother, uh, who died of Alzheimer's. That doesn't mean that's what he has because he's getting forgetful and things like that. That's an automatically have that disease. He's getting forgetful and stuff. He's 94 years old. I'm just saying. He's got a lot to remember. It, it tends my, to run in our family. So My grandfather had it. He would say the best part about it is you meet new people every day. Absolutely. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's bad on the, the family, not on the, the person that has it, right? I guess. The, right, the problem right. I, uh, that I see is they, they put a bunch of BS in here. That the average person would look at and go, oh, all right, I, you know, that's not so bad. And then they hide all the other stuff in there that is actually infringing on your rights. They did this with the ban on smoking cigarettes in restaurants. It was pleading to the people that don't smoke, wouldn't you like to go into a restaurant and not have cigarette smoke on your clothes and it's bad and all this stuff? Well, the reality is that ban made restaurants everywhere suffer. People stopped going out to eat. What's wrong with a, with a restaurant saying on it, this is a smoking restaurant. Right. And you choose to spend your dollars in here or not and leave it up to the, the owner of the place. Believe me, if the place is empty with ashtrays on the table, they will put the sign out there that says this is, we have gone no smoking. I, as, as an 18-year-old, when I was old enough to go to dance clubs, I didn't want to go because they were smoking there. So I made the choice. I voted with my wallet, and I didn't go. The other 300 people that were there partying on Friday and Saturday night didn't mind the cigarette smoke, and they went in and did it. There's your voting right there. That's it. Let them vote. So what else do they want to do? Um, they want to ban cigar events where free cigars are sampled at the events. They want to put a ban on that. Limit on cigar manufacturers' advertising. They're trying to take down the industry. How about... If the FDA does what it's supposed to do and it actually monitors the side effects of drugs. Food and drugs? Imagine. Mm. Because every single drug that your doctor prescribes, who's no longer your doctor, is your dealer. Yep. Because the commercials all over TV say, if you are suffering from X ailment, see your doctor and ask about Ambien. And then an you example. find out, warning, side effects may include. Yeah. Death. <laughs> Death. So you don't you, – Blindness. Your finger doesn't itch anymore, but you're, you're blind. dead. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. blind. <laughs> they, got well, a you pill. they got a pill to help you get up. they got a pill to help that go down. 
your body is spending all this time just filtering your blood and now kidney disease goes up, how about liver study, disease. How about they study the placebo effect? And thank God science is starting to now pay more attention to that. But that is legit, like the placebo effect. You guys Absolutely. are familiar with this. I mean, yeah. come on. Absolutely. There was, people just want the pill. Michael Jackson would be alive if they gave him the placebo instead, right? Absolutely. You know it. Just uh, let your mind do what it does. Be powerful. So I go over the over overboard, and I'm getting on a plane, going to Washington, D.C., meeting with senators and, and House members and doing what I have to do. Everybody's not going to take it to, to, the, to the direction I you take go, it to. You go, girl. And I understand that, but you can help by sitting on your butt at home. There's a way to help, yep. and that's to do something. And it's very, very little action that you have to do. You go on CigarRights.org, CigarRights.org. This is the Cigar Rights of America uh, website. And there's a little button on there that says, Take Action Now. Click that button on there, and you're going to check yourself off as voting for these two bills to take the FDA away from, or taking the word cigars, away from the FDA. So go on there. You can't miss it. It's going to be a blinking red button that says, Take Action Now. Please go on there. If you're listening to me now and you're at the computer, please take a minute. Not even. I bet you can do it in 30 seconds. Click the button. Put your name and address in there or whatever they're asking for to do it and send the button. You cigar store owners that are listening, you need to do it too. Get your employees to do it. Get your customers to do it. Let them know we're out here in force because we've been too quiet all these years. We've been sitting back and relaxing while they're taking our rights away. And for the people that happen to be listening to the show because the radio is turned to the station and they're not smokers, and you don't care, let me tell you, they're going to take away your soda, they're going to take away your fast food, they're going to take away potato chips, they're going to take away something you love, your coffee, something they're going to take away later. The Food and Drug Administration signed off on a fry oil in the uh, early 2000s that was guaranteed to give you explosive diarrhea every time you ate the chips. Yes. Every single time. Yeah. And I, I had a, a friend that was overweight, and he would it eat poured these. out of you. That oil oh. didn't go, didn't it get was absorbed a laxative, in your body. Yeah, it was a laxative like no other. And I had a, a fat friend in high school that would eat these chips constantly yeah. because they were lowering calories or whatever the reason was. He's trying to lose weight. And I would say, every time you eat them, this would happen? He goes, yeah, well, the FDA signed off right. on it, so it can't be bad for you. I, have, I avoid things that say FDA approved. Literally, I avoid you it. should. Meats, chicken, all natural, baby. Seriously, I don't want to see any additives, they none can of that. Put, they can put the words all natural on anything because they've changed the definition of what natural is. So in the example of, we'll say, cane sugar, white sugar, white sugar is not a natural product at all. It's bleached. It's been bleached. It's been processed to the point where there is negative nutritional value, and it's been signed off on by the FDA. These are not the people that you want regulating anything except maybe prison food for murderers and rapists. That's it. Well, Dave makes a great point. I mean, even if you're not a cigar smoker, you should really take action on this because what's next? I mean, this is is communism. It really is. It's it's bad. you got to do something about it. We've been prosecuted as as smokers for years, but you can see it happening in in everything else nowadays. Let people do what they want. Yes, should there be an organization out there that checks to make sure people aren't poisoning us or doing something like that? Yeah. But deal with that because we are being poisoned daily. Daily. This stuff coming it's all in. natural. This is more. This is no more dangerous than sitting by a campfire. Right. Honestly, there's there's bad stuff out there. Take care of the bad stuff. Put your attention. Put your six hundred million dollars 
to, to some good use. Like balancing the budget, for crying out loud. Right. My God. This These is- are people that we're trusting and trusting with what we eat and drink and put into our bodies that cannot balance a checkbook. You want yeah. to occupy Wall Street? How about you occupy Washington? Yeah. You know? Go sit on the lawn of the White House. I'm going Monday. I'm going gonna Monday. Get a, and I'm going to get a tent. Anybody wants to join me, please do. Protest. I'll, I'll be there Monday uh, on Capitol Hill. Meet me on the steps. I should be there. Just I'm flying in at 9 o'clock. I should be there by 1030. I think my first appointment is at 11 o'clock. And I'm going to see somebody every hour till 5 o'clock. And appointments are already scheduled. Please come along with me. Uh, if you can't do that, I understand completely. Everybody doesn't have the time to able to, to leave their jobs and do what they have to do. Go on CigarRights.org. Do me a solid and click the button. Do yourself a solid for crying Can you out just loud. click the button, please? Can you click please. every day? No. You, don't, you, vote you, you know what? Vote once, vote often, whatever they say. <laughs> but my, vote early, vote often. Yeah, yeah, but please do something anyway. So we're smoking the second contender of the Cigar of the Year. This is... La Raloba Sumatra, made by Don Pepin Garcia in Nicaragua. The first cigar we smoked was E.P. Carrillo out of the Dominican Republic. That's their Maduro. It would be the first Maduro to win the Cigar of the Year. We'll see if it happens. But unfortunately, I'm going to put this cigar down. I'm enjoying it. Let me it. ask you real fast, yep. you guys. For myself, this was really strong at the beginning, very peppery. It's definitely mellowed out. It's, it's very enjoyable right now. It really is a yep. pleasant smoke. About. Third, That's third not really in. a question. You said you were going to ask. Well, something. yeah. So, are you guys agreeing with? It? You mentioned the, you know, the citrus going on. Yeah, yeah. Bringing out those those spices. Has it mellowed for you guys at all? Yeah, it starts off like a little pepper bomb for sure. Yeah. You know, and that's mostly all his cigars. That that initial thing is yeah. is like licking black pepper. Boom, woo. There it is. And uh, but I when um <clears throat> when it was Jose Dominguez, I think that actually. Uh, Smoked one of the cigars with me and explained the citrus part to it. Said, hey, listen, gringo, this is what it is. Dave just violated the cardinal rule about cigar smoking. He inhaled. He was trying to talk a little bit too much. No, I was, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was trying to bring it back through my nose to try to taste that black pepper. <laughs> and I did it. You know, you know when you accidentally inhale. <laughs> There's no surprise. Hey, do you inhale cigars? Uh, yeah, once in a while it happens, <laughs> and and you'll know it. Yeah, you do. You'll know it. Holy yeah, you will. God! All right, what do we got on the uh, on the docket next? Mr. All right, Garofalo. I want to smoke. This will be the third contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year, and this uh, is something uh, uh, different in in the way of uh, cigar wrappers for sure, because this is a shade wrapper. While you do that, I I, I believe that we missed out on. Uh, our call letters for the station. So why don't I, why don't I go over that while you? Okay, we, we're a little late, but better late than never. Okay, go ahead. All right. So we are being listened to by WWZN AM fifteen ten, the Revolution in Boston, WGHM nine hundred, the Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL thirteen twenty, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM twelve fifty, ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. We are broadcasting a live video stream on UStream.tv, podcasting on Podbean.com and iTunes, and our new affiliate, The Cigar Station, at www.thecigarstation.com, putting the F-U in fun in the new home of the TCA, broadcasting us a recorded show twice on Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and again, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome aboard, Cigar Station, and all of our products, both video and Audio and podcasts are available for your listening and viewing pleasure at the Cigar Authority 
com. Check out the old shows. They're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Go back. You know what we should do is we should put the um, – because we have it listed as private, but we should do uh, for our second year anniversary. We should release the video from the first first show that never aired. Yeah, the test, the pilot, and we had a comedian. Oh my God, really? that guy was a train wreck. We had a comedian. We brought him in. He was going to be on with us every week. He was fired at the end of the show. Oh wow! Yeah, he came. He came <clears> in. <throat> he sat down. He was texting during the show. And then he got up during the breaks and was walking around talking on the phone like he's a big shot. And then coming back, really had very little to say, was not really a cigar smoker. And we took him on because Dave was afraid he wasn't going to be funny enough. And He wasn't funny. No, he was, you were afraid you weren't going to be funny oh, enough. Oh, I'm you never wanted, funny. I'm funny looking, have, but I'm, I don't tend to be a comedian. You wanted to have that Tommy was value. funnier than him. Tommy, Tommy was, yeah. Boy, that was bad. That was a bit – and – you know, as bad as the show was, we said, all right, what do you think at the end of the thing? It was only for a test to see what we thought. We looked at each other and said, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> all right, he's fired, and uh, we're good. <clears throat> yeah. This is good. All right, this is going to cost us a lot of money. We're not going to make any money doing it. It's going to take a lot of our time and energy. What do you think? Yeah, all right. I'm in. Good. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> that was the best email I ever got. I, I really barely knew Dave. I had done the mixed martial arts fight for him, yeah. and uh, I did the fight for the partner of his that bought him out, and then months go by, and I had sent out a mass email for my webcast that I was doing on Wednesday nights. You still doing this? No, I had to put them on. I got Literally, I got so busy that I can't afford to give up Wednesday nights anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm turning out mixes very, very sporadically when I have uh, the extra time. So I get the email from Dave. I'm set up at the Wyndham Middle School. I'm playing the first song. The email comes in on my phone. Could we do a cigar version of what you do on Wednesday nights? The answer is yes. I'm in. Whatever it is, boom. That was in January, and we sent I'll, our first. I'll quit in a few weeks, but <laughs> I'll promote myself. Promote myself. He's going to promote himself. Yeah, yeah. He promoted himself. He he was doing what you do, right? And yeah. a and a piss poor job at that, if I must say my say myself. Well, in fairness, Chuck. <clears throat> in fairness, when we, you we, came we, in and looked at the board, we were saying set it just up yesterday by a DJ. The, the, the signal pads and everything, it was very complicated, but I did make it work. Yep. And what was killing me was DJing until 1 or 2 in the morning on Friday and having to be up at 7.30 to be here. Because the show started at 10 a.m. To right start too. broadcasting. Yeah. It, was, it was killing me. And then on top of that, the couple of times I set my, my record for I yelled at him. DJing. I yelled at him once. Did I even yell? I no, never yelled at anybody. I had told you, listen, I can't put up the podcast until Monday. Imagine and I got the email a, Sunday saying um, it's 36 hours later. The podcast still isn't up there. You've got to press a button. Can you just press the button? <laughs> I had not been home yet. <clears throat> I had DJed from when the show was over until I got that email on Sunday. I was at the grocery store, which I left where I was DJing, all my gear in the car, wow. went to the grocery store, and I got violins. the email at the store. Can you put the sound of the violins <laughs> playing in the background? It was just too much. Oh, my God. It was too much. Too much, too much is, is just enough. Too much is just enough. Well, what, what I realized was that David is as intense as he is out of a deep desire to make everyone around him better. Mm. So what sounded like he was just breaking balls and giving me a hard time really was him saying, Mr. Jonathan, I love you enough to give you a hard time. And once I realized that. I wasn't that, saying that at all. It's exactly what <laughs> he was saying. I was not saying that at all. <laughs> I want you to be better, and so I'm just going to break balls until you're better. All right. Can I announce now? The contender number three. Would you please? I've been waiting. Cigar of the year. 
the contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year, this is the third one, is, and this is in random order, doesn't mean it's number three by any means. It could be the, the winner. We'll see. This is Alec Bradley American Classic Blend. The Alec Bradley American Classic Blend. This is a new cigar out of Alec Bradley out of Honduras. It uses a Connecticut shade wrapper grown in Honduras Mm. with Nicaraguan filler and binder. This cigar runs about $5, a little less than $5 a cigar. Under five. Four and change. What? So we've had a uh, La Loba at $5 and change. The E.P. Carrillo at $7, and uh, this one is under $5. So value-wise, it's unbelievable. Selling really big. Uh, it's a big hit for, for, for Alec, Bre- Ble- Alec Bradley. And um, I would say a little milder than the two cigars we've smoked yep. already so far. But a lot of flavor with, with Honduran and Nicaraguan. It's got a lot of flavor to it, but, but milder than the others. And uh, it's been selling like crazy. People like it. Uh, Alec Bradley, Alan Rubin. Alec Bradley is Alan Rubin's sons, Alec and Bradley, and that's where Alec Bradley comes out of. And um, he created something really good here. First draw, I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, this is nice. This is Chuck's palate right here. Again, it's it's a little on the sweet side. There is some spiciness to it, but more like the kind of spicing you'd have in a good rum versus... Spicy, as in like a spicy Mexican dish. So this is, or like a spice cider. That's the kind of flavor I'm getting. A little, maybe a little. Oh, very nutmeg. subtle, subtle. Yeah, subtle, subtle spiciness. Sweet nutmeg, a hint of sweet cinnamon. No bite. No bite. No bite. Usually Honduran tobacco, which is the outside wrapper. Avi agrees a, with me. Has a little early bite to it. It doesn't. <laughs> Slam dunk. He just said. Yeah. Yeah. Slam dunk. That's what that little wrist motion <laughs> is. And to my palate, this is more. In my wheel of flavor, that sure. I like little, little combo type of thing. But we're not saying what is our favorite. We're saying what is the best of the year for everybody. <clears throat> uh, this is not the kind of cigar that somebody would put a press release out and say this thing's going to punch you in the face. That in this, they're, they're going to talk more about the flavors. I think this is something I can see years from now. This cigar sticking around for many decades. Yeah. You know, this is everybody can enjoy this cigar. It's nice that it says American Classic. Yeah. I don't know what American it has to do with it. Even the shade, Connecticut shade wrapper is grown in Honduras. So the seed originated from the, I don't know what, what, what's American about it besides the Alec Bradley Company, which is a Florida based company. Um, Alan Rubin is, um, is not a uh, Cuban descent or anything like that. And we're seeing a lot of that. People that are uh, really growing in the cigar business, it used to be all uh, Cubans and things like that. And now uh, it's business people. Alan's been in the business now. My God, it's got to be 15 years. When Alec Bradley started off as a flavored cigar brand, wow. <clears throat> then they came out. You see uh, that kind of a, a little bit, people getting away from the flavored stuff and getting into normal cigars. Well, you're going to see flavored cigars get, ban- get banned. I think it's going to end up happening. Um, you know, FDA is pushing for it anyway. There's lots of things against the thinking uh, flavored all kinds of flavor things are going after children. I don't believe in the premium cigar end. <clears throat> you take something like a Philly Blunt, strawberry or something, whatever it is. That's you, not going after children, though. That's going after drug, drug addicts. addicts. Young drug addicts. 
but you get the older drug addicts are, are cooking on a spoon and doing the heroin main vein and or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the younger drug addicts are, are rolling their blunts uh, in strawberry or watermelon uh, blunt papers and things like that. But you take a cognac flavored cigar, which I don't I don't care for myself or anything. But they're they're mushing together with these other people, and this is what we need is separation from that crap and premium. Sure. Premium cigars. And people are like, let's take Drew Estates, for instance, the acid line, or, or let's take Drew Estates, um, their uh, coffee-infused type right. cigars. Um, believe me, it's not kids that are into that. There's old guys buying um, that type of cigars and things like that. So I don't see any of that happening in the I other. still I, I do not want to see the FDA get involved in this in any way. I don't think that they should no, be they, responsible for banning anything. They should have nothing to do with cigars at all. It's the Food and Drug Administration. This is not a drug by any means. The nicotine level is at about 1% on a cigar. You're not getting any of that. Yeah, they want to they <clears throat> limit the nicotine level on cigars to get it down to near zero, which it's already pretty close. Yeah, and, and it's not an additive nicotine level. It automatically happens in products like this. Right. You know, it has a very, very small. You don't smoke a cigar and, and um, you're addicted and, and tomorrow morning you wake up. Nobody wakes up in the morning and gets up and goes for a cigar. In fact, no, so most no, of the time, first thing in the morning, you couldn't smoke one. <laughs> right. Nor do you go stand outside in a restaurant. Right out in the cold and say, I'm going to have a cigar and go stand outside. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, that shows you, without doing any scientific thing, that there's no addictive quality to it. I'm a retailer. I'm telling you there's no addictive quality. When, when the weather gets really cold and bad out there, business drops dramatically. There's nobody addicted to well, it. Well, and, and your, your sales of smaller cigars that you can smoke a little faster goes up. Because people are looking for a little quick yeah, dog walker. There's mo- mostly weekend cigar smokers. There's people that smoke. The, the average cigar aficionado did a, did a thing years ago, and they asked all cigar smokers, uh, how many cigars a week do you smoke? What do you think it is? The, the, a regular cigar smoker, how many cigars a week does he normally Maybe smoke? Maybe five. Five, yeah. Two. Two. Two Ooh. a week. Yeah. Wow. So, you know. Probably, you know what? Weekend. cigars, exactly. Her on weekends. Yeah. A weekend when you got a chance to, to do it, you do it or something. And on my uh, <clears throat> my health insurance, when yeah. I fill out whether I'm a smoker, yeah. I always say no mm-hmm. because I don't inhale. Am I stretching the truth there? Uh, on some insurances, you can say you're a cigar smoker, and they'll say yes, you're a non-smoker. On some other, it, it all depends on. Uh, I don't with the insurance or the something. That I that I well you're puff in, on cigars. Well. I just hope I that they I don't, don't watch the, the show. Is. You know what? Having an insurance person on, that would, that would be a good thing. Why don't we end up having an insurance person on and talk to us about that? So there's a little job for you to find I know them. some insurance people. Yeah? Yeah. That, w- that would like to come on to a show for free yeah, right. and tout their insurance company. That would, or they'd be scared. No, I'm not interested. Tell them it's $2,000 and we'll give them a deal. Yeah. $2,000 <laughs> off. Craziness. All right. Uh, we're smoking the Alec Bradley, American classic. This is uh, the third cigar we're smoking um, for contender for the 2011 Cigar of the Year. Uh, we had the uh, E.P. Carrillo Maduro, the La Roloba, Sumatra, and now the Alec Bradley Classic Blend. Uh, this is the third cigar. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, yeah. Chuck and I are going to flip the script on you. We're going to play the segments, and you're going to tell us whose birthday it is. 
Okay, we got some birthdays. Because we are sick of you pitting us against each other and having one of us have to be wrong. This time, oh, yeah. you're wrong. I okay, like it. it's Electric Avenue here on the Cigar <laughs> Authority. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. No place to hang all your washing And then I can't blame all on the sun Oh no, we're gonna run down to Electric Avenue This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate Patio overlooking the 13th Green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold 
including spores and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oric Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Show. Visit my friend John Sullivan in Nashua, New Hampshire. Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oric, simply amazing since 63. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran. Dominican El Corojo Filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo Binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo Seed Wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Something I want to just open up my own concert like that. Hello, I'm Mr. Jonathan. No, I'll just say Johnny Cash. Yeah, just Jonathan. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Oh, we're back on the Cigar Authority. He's like the consummate badass, Johnny Cash. Never spent a day in prison, but... You never know. But he played it on TV. Yeah. In one of of the interviews I heard of him... uh, they would say, you know, my dad spent time with you in prison. <laughs> You've never yeah. actually been in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have been in prison with all the drugs. But They like the bad guys, huh? We're the good guys here, though. I'm like Johnny Cash. Are you? Yeah. With those tight pants. And Look the- at these things. They're tighter than the funhouse at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> you can see veins in my leg, and I don't have veins in my leg. <laughs> They're restricting the blood flow. My feet get cold. Jeez. Yeah, get rid of those pants. What do they cost? $120. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, they're going back. The guy's going to be like, they smell like cigars. I'm a customer, and I am unhappy with how they made my ass look. Now, you will take them back, and you will give me different pants. 
You, this you time, something that, that shows my butt better. This time, I will try them on in the store. Right. Unlike doing what the women do, which is take them home and go shopping the next day, return day. Which yeah. is coming up, return day, which is the day after the day after Thanksgiving. Return day. Yeah. The day after, the day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday, and then, then return Saturday. For everybody or just for your family? Everybody. They buy a whole bunch of stuff on Black Friday, and then they return it on return Saturday. Why is Black Friday Black Friday? I know the answer to this. Do you? Well, you ask every year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know, listen up, do you know why Black Friday is Black Friday? Do you know, Chuck? Of course. Okay. Should we just leave it hanging? Leave it hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because somebody out there is saying, why is it Black Friday? Is, is it is an evil day? Is it, it's, it's actually a happy day for retailers. That is, is it. Is it a happy day because we have such good business because everybody goes shopping? No, it's a happy day because we go in the black. Is that true for you? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Red until Black Friday. That's right. Wow. Really, about the last month of the year is, is profit. So you work all year just to pay the bills wow. and get it going, and you make your money at the very end, hopefully. And there's been years that come out not profitable at all, but a healthy company usually gets about that, which is about 10% of their business. If they net 10%, they're doing good, double digits. If they end up netting, it's real good. So Black Friday's coming up, and that's when we've paid all our bills off, unlike the government, and we're in the black <laughs> for the last month of the year. Wouldn't yeah. it be nice if the government ran uh. like that? But Anyway, Cigar of the Year. We do it every year since 1992. Before we do so, we have the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. This year, seven contenders. One of them will be the 2011 Cigar of the Year. That will be announced on Super Bowl Sunday. In the meantime, today, we've gone through three cigars of the seven that are contenders for the Cigar of the Year. The first one we chose was E.P. Carrillo's Maduro. Loving it. The second one was Lara Loba, Sumatra. A little more spicier. And uh, the third one, the one we're smoking right now, is the Alec Bradley Classic Blend. A little milder than the rest. This yeah. is a Honduran. The Lara Loba was a Nicaraguan. The E.P. Carrillo was Dominican. And blends of different tobacco. We, uh, I don't believe we have a puro in the bunch, meaning all of one country. So uh, there you have it. There you have it. So what, a, what our plan is, Chuck and I talked about this, we are sick of you pitting us against each other and then cheating so that Chuck wins. Even Chuck gets annoyed by that. He doesn't like winning by yeah, he, cheating. He, uh, Chuck is just tired of winning. He's because not you sick cheat. Of him. No, no, I never cheat. You, you make ties him... And then it's not true. when I get the answer right, you find a technicality. <laughs> he thinks he thinks about something that's in the same sphere as the correct answer. You give him double points. It's messed up. Bring it on. Bring it on. So what do you got? So I'm going to listen to I'm going to listen to birthdays. Here. All right. So today is November 12th. It's really not that, but we're going to say it's November 12th. <laughs> it's the 316th day of the year. There are 49 days remaining to the end of the year, which would put us at uh, 43 days until Christmas Day. All right. First sound bite there, Chuck. Why don't you play that for David and see if he can tell us whose birthday it is. <laughs> Marie Antoinette. No. I'll tell you this. Princely Beethoven. consort of Monaco, this actress starred in. She died in actress. 1982. She was born 1929. Say the movie again. 
princely consort of Monaco. I missed that one. Uh, she also, uh, I believe, she would star. She starred at least once opposite Fred Astaire. Was she in Dumber Dumber? She was not in Dumber Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great movie, by the way. You lose. <laughs> you lose. Grace that, Kelly's birthday today. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. All right. Grace All right, Kelly. So next up. She's dead, right? Yes. Died in 1982. You said that. I did. Okay. All right. All right. Stand by, buddy. We got Grace it. Kelly's birthday. All right. I feel like we should have the Jeopardy music going here. Chuck's getting nervous. He can't find it. Oh, here we go. We're yeah. going to throw him a curveball. Curveball. All right. Psycho Killer. Born in 1934. David Burns, Talking Heads. American cult leader and convicted murderer. Cult leader. Cult leader. Say, say what year was he born again? 1934. Talking Heads, man. Man. Cult leader. Who's a cult leader? You get it wrong. It's Charles Manson. Good. Charles Manson. Chuck okay. and I are up by two. Today is Charles Manson's birthday. All right. Now, born in 1944. I know this song. All right. Time is tight. Booker T and the MGs. All right. Very ding, good. Ding, Booker ding, T. Ding. Jones. You get one point. Yay. Born in 1944. In 2009, he released his solo album, Potato Hole, recorded with the Drive-By Truckers, and it featured... I'm not going to tell you who it featured because he shares the same birthday. I almost gave it away. Okay. Oh. All right. Canadian singer and guitarist. Great song, by the way. Yeah. Born in 1945 from Canada. I didn't know he was Canadian. Home of Rudy. Buffalo Springfield. This is Buffalo Springfield, but Buffalo Springfield can't all have the same birthday. So it's the singer of Buffalo Springfield. Stop now, look that sign. You failed. Neil Young. Neil Young. Neil Young's birthday. Neil Young was in the Drive-By Truckers on the Potato Hole album in 2009. Obviously. Off Potato Hole. Not not that you'd know that. All right, so 1968. This Dominican baseball player was, uh, was born. In 2001, he hit 64 home runs, becoming the first player to hit 60 home runs in three seasons in any career. And I'm not a big sports fan, but I know the answer to it. Finished behind Barry Bonds, who hit 73 homers, breaking the single-season home run record. With with an asterisk. Set by Barry Maguire. Yeah, with an asterisk because of drug-related things of steroids. It's Sammy Sosa's birthday. Sammy Sosa. He said he would calmly wait for his induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame, which he will become eligible for in 2013. And he will not get And it. his comment had angered many people and, again, brought up the argument of positive testing for drug use. He was found for anyone, positive. Yep. anyone entering the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. And our final birthday So Sammy Sosa's birthday and Charles Manson. Born in 1970. The very first. <laughs> she was the second. The second, but the first American to do the triple axel jump in competition. She became notorious for her ex-husband's attack on another skater during the 1994 U.S. Figure Skating Championships. She's she, Nancy Kerrigan. She yeah. attacked they attacked him. Nancy Kerrigan. What was, was her name? The girl that attacked Nancy Kerrigan. 
She was also... Uh, she hit her in the legs. She the did. Crowbar, her, right? Her husband oh, did. Was it a crowbar? With a crow- her husband did. She, and she did a sex thing with her husband. Yeah, she entered the sex tape world with the explicit wedding video showing her and her husband, Jeff Giluli, having sex. I remember. I can't remember what her name is, but I remember her. Tanya. Do I get any... Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. You only get half a point for that, putting Chuck and I ahead. Uh, You missed three plus a half, so uh, we win three and a half to two and a half. Congratulations. You lose. You got to do the letterman. You got to throw it at the camera. So Tanya Harding, who was evil... Charles Manson, who was evil. Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa, who did drug dealing and Which stuff. Which is evil. That's evil. Who else you got? Neil Young. Neil Young. He's crazy. <laughs> like Charles Manson. Manson. Yeah. Booker but T. Jones. I don't know him well enough, but he plays good music. And Grace Kelly, just for being Grace Kelly. She had grace. Yeah. You can't just have grace. You are grace. <laughs> you can't acquire grace. Anything? No. Princely consort of what? Princely Princely consort of Monaco. I missed that movie. You know, I, I must have been watching The Godfather again. Yes. And which you, you have never seen. You blew my hair back last week. You think Godfather 2 is better than 1. I do. Awesome. It's, it's one of the few um, times that a sequel yeah, beat the a original. sequel is better than the original. Both being great. Mm-hmm. I would say Rocky 2 beat Rocky 1, in my opinion. Who was in 2? Two? 2 was the same as 1. It was the same movie, just fighting him again. Apollo Creed. You when Apollo, Apollo Creed, Creed died at the end? No, no, no. That's three. Oh, Mickey died? Yeah. Yeah. No, Mickey. Apollo Creed dies in four. Mickey dies in three. But everybody was in one and two. And they just fought again? Yeah. I don't remember it all that well. It yeah. was better. It was better. Well, His story, the... by the way, that uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. Oh, how, how he was able Cigar to make smoker. that a reality. Oh, yeah. is he? Good. He's what? Cigar smoker. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Cigar smoker. Sylvester Stallone. Another crazy guy, though. You think like, he's crazy? A little crazy. Yeah. When he did Copland and he put on like 35 pounds, I thought that was remarkable. <laughs> Had to do it for the show because he was an OP. But he ended up paying his way for Rocky, right? He ended up buying buying that movie. Or, you know, uh, he had to pay for everything to get done. I think done. he did for the yeah. first one. Because nobody would, he could barely talk. You know. Yeah. He wanted to act in it himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember going to see that as soon as it was. And it was very inspirational. And yeah. the soundtrack on that was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. That wasn't Eye of the Tiger, was it? Yep. Uh, was the first one? Oh, nope. Eye oh. the Tiger was number three. This was uh, Burning Heart. Um, and dun, 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 still dun, Survivor, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Bill, Con- Bill Conti did the soundtrack for uh, for one and two. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. But I don't know if there's anything to that. You know, when you see the um, the people's birthdays and you look at them and you say they're kind of – not that they're alike, that these people are Charles Manson by any means or something, but, you know, is there anything to that astrology type of thing? People born on that day were a little crazy. There was one a few weeks ago with, like, Hitler and Saddam. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really uh, eerie. Yeah, and, they, and they're all somewhat alike. Uh, weird. My, my mother believes in all that stuff, and I'm like, no, that's crazy. And i, I got to look to see who was born on my birthday and see if I'm anything like them. Bunch of crazy people. Me and Joe Cusano share the same birthday. Which is? Joe Cusano. Cusano, uh, CNC Cigars. Oh, your now. birthday. I know Joe My Cusano. birthday. Yeah, when yeah. When is your birthday? It's May 23rd, 23rd. And that's Joe's birthday, too. We're a year apart. He's a year older Speaking than me. Speaking of Joe, uh, the CNC Corojo is not a contender. But it, yet. It's been out yet. But easily a month. I'll tell you, 
it is not a contender, and I'll explain to you why certain cigars are not contenders of the year, because we have to go through a whole process of uh, consistency. So we've received that product once. Is it consistent? We don't know. Um, is it a good value? You're looking at a cigar. CNC is under four dollars. Yep. Uh, unbelievable buy. Long-filled premium cigar, CNC Corojo. I actually urge you to try that cigar. I think it's a great cigar. It is not a contender this year. It could be a contender for next year because so, it's that new. Uh, but some of the things just hitting now, it's going to be My Uzi Weighs a Ton also would fall in the same category. Then you just, you're on Correct. your first buy, so there's no way of testing that just consistency. Came, just came in. These things had to be done a couple weeks ago to, right. to gather them out. The process took, took a couple weeks to, to get to the point we're at now. Uh, Rocky Patel's 50th. That's a short run, so that wouldn't be eligible. Correct. Correct. So there's going to be lots of stuff like that. Actually, we'll talk about all that stuff next week because we're going to go through. Once again, we can't get the new cigars hitting the shelves, but next week we'll talk about all the new cigars hitting the shelves. A lot of them will not be contenders of the year because they're brand new. They're just hitting the shelves. JFR, the 770. Yeah. Has that not been out? Are you still on your first? Yep, brand new. Same thing. So really, Cigar of the Year for 2011 is anything that came out in 2010 once you've made the pitch. No, a lot of them are 2000. Every cigar we smoked here today so far is all 2011 cigars. Does does that mean you shorten your chances of becoming the next year's because you came out too late? Next year can be these these cigars that are on the shelf now plus the new things that come out. Stuff that comes out and, and is just being launched in November. How can it be the cigar of the year of, right. yeah. you know, it, it's got two months, if that. You know, some that. of these things are hitting. So it doesn't, when you release the cigar, I'm just curious, does that hurt your chances of being no, the cigar of the but year? Most people release them at the trade show, which is typically August, uh, July or August, July this coming year. And um, if they're ready to ship the cigars in right away, great. You, you got the summer months to, to move the cigar and everything. When cigars end up being released in November, December or something, you, even your December sales, which are very good, are mostly cigar, people buying cigars for, for people for gifts. It's not even the end user, the, the consumer buying cigars then. So you can't even figure out that, wow, the cigar is moving they may buy package, the look of the package and things like that. We try to explain to the customer, you know, why, why are you picking the cigar? Oh, I, I like the way the color of the package is. Tell me about the customer. What, what, do, they, um, what do they drink for beer? How do they take their coffee? Uh, do they like spicy foods? The questions we ask consumers. Do they like Asian hookers? Does that ever? It, it, never, it never comes into play. Maybe we can add that into the sales pitch this year. But I'll tell you, inter- interesting you're saying that. We're starting something on, on twoguysmokeshop.com uh, this week is something new that is Dave's taste profiler. You answer a couple questions, and it tells you the perfect cigar for you. Ooh. So we're trying something new. Uh, you can see it on uh, twoguysmokeshop.com. Check it out. Have a little fun with it. We're just uh, playing a little bit with something. But it, it gives you an idea of some of the things we ask the customer. I like try it. to figure out what the right cigar is for you. So twoguysmokeshop.com. Check out uh, Dave's Taste Profiler. I think it's called that or something something like that. Anyway, had a little fun with it anyway. So we went through uh, three cigars. We went through the E.P. Carrillo. Maduro. We went through Lara Loba Sumatra, and this is the Alec Bradley Classic Blend, number one, two, and three for contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Next week, four, five, six, and seven, all building up 
to the 2011 Cigar of the Year. We'll make that announcement on Super Bowl Sunday. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. The final four contenders for the Cigar of the Year will be announced next week. So check us out. And uh, we got we'll Turkey. see you in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, and it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness, That will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Auric Pro Shield Air Purifier from the Auric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. Not only does the Auric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including spores and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the auric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke show visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 auric simply amazing since 63 Hey, Sammy B here, Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, foundation to finish, and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself, so you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references, 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's, 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee 
guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. 